I'm Summer Falgiano, and you're tuned in to Badasses in Tech. Today, we're joined by Sasha Alston, author of Sasha Savvy Loves to Code. She's about to give us the inside scoop on what led her to become the STEM queen. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So I have to, I have to ask, tell me more. How did you become known as the STEM queen? Um, I became known as the STEM queen once I uh, created a Kickstarter to publish my children's book, um, which is called Sasha Savvy Loves to Code. And at that point, when I was in the process of publishing it, I had six internships already. And so wow. that's where I kind of got the name um, the STEM queen from. <laughs> Very cool. And so tell us a little bit more about your background in STEM. How did you get involved? Okay, so I attended a, a STEM-based high school called McKinley Technology High School, where my track was technology. And so although I took coding classes, I wasn't really interested in them while I was at the school, even though I did well in them, um, until I had my first internship. And so in 11th grade, I had an internship at Microsoft where yes. we um, basically were put into teams to create gaming apps. So there was a mar marketing manager, which was me, um, project manager, and two gaming developers. And so that just really showed me um, like what you can really do with technology and how you don't necessarily have to be a true coder to be in technology. Like I was the marketing manager who did the social media, website, um, blog posts like I just did all those things and that kind of showed me that there's other avenues that you can take in the tech industry that's that's very yeah I, I could totally agree um can you tell us a little bit more you mentioned you know you took the coding classes you weren't really feeling it what do you think sparked that that initial joy or how did you kind of overcome the the feeling of like oh I don't know if this is for me I think um because when we took the coding classes, I'm not sure what experience my teachers had, but they didn't really go into what you can do with coding. It was just kind of like teaching us it. And we're like, okay, like, right. <laughs> like, how does this relate to the real world? And so I just feel like having that internship and seeing that you can create gaming apps and like coding is used for a lot of, you know, the things that we do every day that kind of like made me more interested in it. Mm -hmm. What would you say is like the number one thing that you were just the most surprised about when you actually started learning how STEM applies to the real world? Um, as far as STEM in general, I, I don't remember exactly how it is involved in STEM, but when I looked at the type of things that involves STEM, um, they even said like, you know, creating the elevator. And I just, okay. I just was like, I didn't even think that like literally everything that we do involves STEM in some type of way. Right. What's your definition of STEM? I'm curious. Um, well, the basic thing is um, science, technology, engineering, and math. But I would just say being able to be creative and be creative and create whatever that you want, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it almost sounds like you can, you can do just about anything exactly. in that field. Absolutely. And tell us a little bit more about your book, Sasha Savvy Loves to Code. I okay. love that. <laughs> Thank you. So um, I started the process of writing the book, Sasha Savvy Loves to Code, 
my senior year in high school, literally wow. around April. So like, I came up with the idea, but I wasn't as focused because I had prom coming up, graduation, sure. and all those things. And then I was about to go to college. So it took me about two years to actually finish writing the book, re- getting editors and all those things. And so I received a few rejections when I tried to um, reach out to publishers and agents to help me with the book. And so that's why I came up with the idea to just create a Kickstarter. And so um, I created a Kickstarter campaign January 2017, and my goal was $5,000. And surprisingly, I reached that goal in four days, which I didn't expect. I, I kind of figured that I would reach the goal in 45 days just because I have very supportive friends and family but not that quickly. And so by the end of the campaign, I raised $17,600. And so that really showed me that um, it's very important to teach everyone what coding is and really explain to them what you can do with it. Because a lot of people are talking about coding, but a lot of people don't really understand what it is. So I felt like writing that book would really be able to explain it. Because, you know, even though it's from ages seven to 10, adults are reading it who just want to understand the basics of coding for their children so it's just like important for it's a important book for everyone to understand the basic things about coding Mm -hmm. that's awesome and I can't believe that you you started doing that like you said in high school with prom and worrying about college applications (laughs) do you remember being in that moment and and how you managed all of those different projects and kind of what kept you what kept you focused um I would say that my mom definitely kept me focused because she was aware of like all the things I was trying to do and she just was able to help me manage these things by you know constantly talking about it after because at that time I also had an internship only out of my internship I would get out of class at one and then I would have to go to my internship and then I'll be there from six p- to, until 6 p.m. every day. And so we just had to really like come together to figure out how we can do these things after school each day. And so she was definitely my number one supporter with like yeah. helping me manage all those things. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like you had to be very disciplined and, and have a very rigorous like schedule and right. maybe set goals, you know, throughout every every so often. Yeah, I definitely would um, set goals and create to-do lists just because, Mm -hmm. you know, I did have a half-day schedule because I had the internship, so I had to make sure everything was set with class and then basically travel an hour on the train to the internship. I should do those tests there, do homework, and just try to maneuver all these things. So, like, organization was, like, very key because, like, without having the to-do list, I would have you know, forgotten things that I needed mm-hmm. to do. Like, I was also applying to scholarships. There's just like a lot of things going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so you mentioned you got a, you, when you were doing the book, you got a, a little bit of some negative feedback where you got, you got rejected a few times. Tell me more about that. I, I know that there's a lot of, of our listeners who probably felt rejection or have been in that similar boat. How, how did you kind of keep pushing along or what kept you motivated? Mm-hmm. Okay, so when you <clears throat> are trying to publish a book, you reach out to um, agents with a mm-hmm. career letter, basically explaining what the book is, with your mm-hmm. background, all the things. And so um, I sent out a lot of them, and actually some of them never responded, or mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they received. I received rejections like 
very quickly or even three months later. Someone actually gave me a rejection while the Kickstarter was going on. <laughs> so it was just like, uh, no. <laughs> so yeah. like, that's why I was like, I was, um, it was challenging, but also I knew that because I was in the STEM industry with having the internships, going to a STEM-based high school, you know, then majoring it, majoring in it in college, I just knew that it was important. So like, even though they rejected me, I still felt that it was important to put out. Mm-hmm. But I, what I didn't anticipate was to see, receive such recognition for it. I just thought that, you know, I would raise the money to publish the book, publish it, and then just kind of talk about it. But I see that like it was really important because when I shared the Kickstarter link um, on LinkedIn, it actually, like you can see the insights on LinkedIn when you post something like that, over 400,000 views and like 8,000 likes. Like everybody was just like really sharing it because they understood how essential uh, STEM is today. I love that. And so I would just say that, like, if you're really passionate about something and you put in the time, work, and dedication, if you really feel like it should be out, then just do it yourself. I love that. Yeah. And and you're absolutely right. You can't let anybody stand in your way. And it sounds like you you knew that what you were doing was important and you just kept pushing through and look where you are today. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And I, and I won't say um, who, but I... Once the book came out, a few um, publishers did reach out to me and they were interested in publishing the book, but they were, the dates that they were giving me would be, um, it was actually 2019. So the book wouldn't have came out until this year. And I'm like, no, like I wanted to come out in 2017 once I did the Kickstarter. Nice. Yeah. You knew exactly what you wanted and you weren't going to take any, any other way. I love that. What other recognition have you received from the book? I know um, we talked earlier, you're still in school. You're, you, you received a 30 under 30 award, if I remember correctly. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit more about, you can brag about yourself. <laughs> so um, since the publishing, or well, since the Kickstarter, I have been um, featured in Huffington Post, um, Black Enterprise, and I was actually featured in a Philippines magazine. And that's how I was able to get my agent. She just saw that article and like bought the book and she wanted to um, be my agent. So I do have a Korean agent. And so she um, got me a book deal. So the book will be published in um, Japan. It'll be translated in Japanese in March. Oh my gosh. So like literally just from that one article, I was able to get an agent. Um, And that was very shocking because, like I said, I didn't even think all of this would happen. So especially not even having the book in a different country. And even though I knew that it was going to be Japanese, like just seeing the um, book, I mean, the the cover of it, like being in different, (laughs) in a language, like very shocking to me because like, you know, I didn't expect it to get this far. But um, I've also been in um, Google and Google and a Google and Snapchat campaign to promote STEM for girls. Um, I was in a Disney campaign. It was called um, Disney Dream Big Princess campaign to nice. you know, show girls that they can be whatever they want to be. And so um, there was also girls that were 
like soccer athletes, just like different avenues of what you can do being a girl, because it's not just, you know, being a princess. It can be whatever that you want to be. Um, I'm trying to think. And I've also just did a lot of speaking engagements uh, to speak to kids across the country about, you know, the importance of it. Because what I'm seeing now, just like, and this is what I thought when I was in school, is that they think that being in the STEM industry is literally just being on your laptop every day, mm -hmm. coding. And there's so many avenues as far as, you know, media and entertainment, um, the obviously business industry, um, fashion, like just there's so many different avenues that you can go into it that you don't just have to be a coder to be mm -hmm. in. Um, but I would say through one of my trips, I was given the Arkansas Traveler Award and it's basically an honorary title. And I, when I, I didn't really understand what it was, but when I looked at it, I saw that um, like Muhammad Ali and other celebrities received it. And I'm like, why am I? <laughs> like, it's just still shocking to me that I'm yeah. um, getting different awards because I just didn't anticipate it. And also just recently I was, um, awarded the 22 under 22 most aspiring um, college women by her yeah. camp. And so just a lot of different things have been coming out of just me publishing this book. And that's wow. why it's just like really still shocking to me because, you know, it's not based off of multiple things I've done, but just like this one thing allowed so many things to grow from there. Yeah. And I, you can tell that what you're doing is important just by all of those recognitions. And I'm sure it, you're not, this isn't the end of the road for you. I'm yeah. sure there's much more to come. Yes. So do you want to tell us a little bit more about it? Do you have a second uh, book in the making or? Yes. So this, I plan to publish the second book this year. It took me a little long again because like all the things that I was doing, but also I wasn't really clear on how the second book was going to be, but now I'm like very clear on it. So I do put on publishing it this year. Um, also, I launched the STEM Queen Academy and it's to <laughs> inspire and inform girls, excuse me, sorry, <laughs> to pursue STEM. Um, and, that, and it just kind of goes into the things that I teach, well, the things that I explain at the different um, mm -hmm schools and conferences that I've spoken at because but like with the STEM Queen Academy I really want to focus on just not as um, teaching them about what STEM is but also to show them like interview tips um, mm -hmm. explaining soft skills because like before you even get into the technical skills they need to understand how to properly dress for an interview or um, you know what a resume looks like just like basic yeah. things so like I just kind of want to focus on that before, while also focusing on the technical aspect. Yeah. You're almost doing like a professional development. Right. Um, and so I do want it to be a, um, basically I want to develop an actual curriculum for it. So like it can be used at other um, workshops where I don't necessarily have to be there. But obviously in the beginning, I'm going to have to be like very involved because- yeah. I'm going to have it start out in DC and kind of branch out. But eventually I want to get to a point where like people can, you know, just teach this curriculum to uh, girls. Yeah. Do you remember when you were, you know, maybe in, in middle school, were, was this something that you, that you thought you were going to do? 
Could you see yourself in where you are now? Not at all. <laughs> because when I, honestly, literally up until the internship, <laughs> I wanted to be a lawyer. And that was only because I watched like Law and Order SVU, <laughs> Terminal Minds. Like, it, it, I, didn't, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I mean, I knew that I wanted to be a lawyer, but it wasn't a true definite reason. So like, once I was able to really get into the STEM industry, it really showed me that this is something that I wanted to be a part of. So for middle school, no, because I was just like, <laughs> me just liking TV shows, but not any true knowledge of the industry. But I will say my mom is a lawyer, so that kind of helped, but she, it's yeah. not like she like wanted me to be a lawyer or anything like that. Right. Out of all of, of what we just covered, what, what would you say is your proudest accomplishment? Mm, I would say my proudest, my proudest accomplishment would be um, being in, because I was in Huffington Post twice, one for them to explain, you know, who I am and about the Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. The second one was an article that said, uh, I want to say it was like the five most inspiring women in STEM now or right now or something like that. And that really um, is probably one of the best because, yeah. you know, I didn't expect to be in Huffington Post and I didn't think that me publishing this book, even once I received all the recognition, I didn't think people would really think of me as like being an aspiring person in STEM just because, you know, I've had internships and I did publish the book, but I didn't know that that was like enough for me to be a woman in STEM, if you get what I'm saying. Just because I don't, I haven't actually worked at a company like right. outside of internships. I haven't, I don't have a STEM degree yet. Right. So that was that was probably one of the most inspiring things, just because they felt that um, based off of everything I've done, I would be a part of those or part of that group. Yeah, you basically you know knocked down some barriers and and you basically showed that you can be a woman in STEM in multiple different ways. Yes, exactly. I love that. Yeah, very big accomplishment. I, I'm inspired very much so by talking with you. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say uh, in terms of like a habit or how you go about your day, what, what do you think you do differently than most that has contributed to your success? I would say um, I'm, I'm aware that a lot of people use to-do lists but I or use um, different agendas, but I think that that is probably the most important thing because being able to write out everything that you want to do in a day and being able to check it off is very like essential to mm -hmm. you feel like that you're able to, you're accomplishing things and you're continuing to move forward and with the goals that you're trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. so I would say that for sure because every day, and my mom is like, you're such a nerd for doing it. <laughs> But I literally have to write out like a list of all these things, even something as simple as like sweeping, just because, make like, your bed. Yeah, I just want to be as focused and organized as possible to make sure I get everything done. Because I know for sure if I don't write everything out, I will forget it, and I'll just be like, uh, I have to put this on some on. I have to wait for another day to do this when yeah. I could do it today. Um, but yeah, I would say that for sure. Like to do lists, um, having like 
even having my um, agenda of like all the things that I want to achieve and really just my calendar and phone in general. Yeah. Like I, um, me, like probably if I didn't have this interview in my calendar, I probably would have forgot about it. Yeah. Um, or if you didn't email me just because like, I'm not able to like remember all the things, but just having, right. you know, my calendar and all these things said, I'm always able to like be on time and be on point with things. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a good tip. I keep to-do lists too. So maybe, uh, maybe I'll be able to follow your shoes one day. <laughs> <laughs> I live by calendars and to-do lists. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. So are you in your last year at Pace? Yes, I'm in my last year at Pace. I will be graduating, not, I won't be graduating in May, but in December. In December. And what are your plans? What are, what are the next couple of years looking like for you? So I do want to, um, cause I only had a STEM Queen Academy event just to get feedback from girls about, you know, how they felt about the event. And what I will say is that even though they were at STEM based high schools, they knew nothing <laughs> that I knew nothing of what I was talking about. Like when I even asked the question, like, you know, who can tell me what coding is? Nobody raised their hand. <laughs> so it's like, if they're at a STEM school and they don't understand it, like I really have to like fully develop this so it can be explained to everyone. Um, so I do want to kind of have the STEM Queen Academy as an LLC. Um, and I want to work for, I'm not sure if I want to do education technology, just because, you know, I've been really into, you know, providing knowledge and resources yeah. to youth or um, like media and entertainment. Cause yeah. like, I kind of like that concept of like being in, being in an industry where like, you know, my client can be lived or like something mm -hmm. like, you know, things that I use now. So I'm thinking right. of either one of those two industries. Yeah. And maybe you can figure out a way to combine the two. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think that's definitely possible as well. But yeah. I do want to um, come back to Washington, D.C. to um, work. And then I'll probably, like, figure out where I want to be a few mm -hmm. years later. Mm -hmm. And when is your next um, academy? Or how do you guys do that at different um, schools in the D.C. area? Do you do it all over the nation? So first, I... Um, the first event I started it um, at my old high school. I well, I actually received a twenty five hundred dollar grant to um, do the pilot events for the STEM Queen Academy, and they said I had three months to have the entire event ready. <laughs> so th the easiest option was to use yeah. the students from the school that I'm already connected to. Yeah. But in the future, I do want to have it able for all like DC high school students, well, high school girls. Right. And so um, I'm thinking that the next event will be in the summer just because I saw that my spring break is not the same spring break as theirs. So it'll be mm -hmm. kind of like, difficult, but I do want to have um, it in the summer where it's a weekly session versus just like um, daily. Yeah. Just so that I can really like flush out everything that they need to know. Mm -hmm. Almost like a boot camp or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Because like even with that, the um, daily event, um, it was important just to uh, hit like basic skills as far as teamwork, like where mm -hmm. all the girls were able to come into a team and, you know, they had to choose a solution that they want, a problem that they wanted to solve in their community. They had to provide a solution. And so they, um, 
you know, had a slogan. They wrote out, um, you know, they basically were able to pitch it to me. Like, and right. I spoke to them like, um, what is it, Shark Tank? Yeah. <laughs> I showed them a Shark Tank episode. Of- <laughs> this is what you're going to do. And we, all, we had, um, it was four of us that basically, you know, listened to them and was able to choose someone. And so just like really honing in on soft skills, but also technical, technical mm-hmm. skills at the same time. Because what I've seen in like a lot of articles is that um, they have the technical skills, but they're not able to communicate in an email or, you know, they just don't know how to act in an office setting. And it right. makes sense because, you know, <clears throat> especially with my school and some schools in DC, they provide internships in 11th and 12th grade. And so it's like, they need to be able to, you know, prepare for these internships Early. before they actually start. So there won't yeah. be like any conflict or issues. Yeah, no, that's super important. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Sasha, it's been really good talking with you. And like I said earlier, I think what you're doing is amazing. Thanks for listening to today's episode. To hear more, check out our website, badassesintech.com, and join our community. We're also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So follow us and tune in next week. That about sums it up. I'm Summer Falgiano, and this is Badasses in Tech.